0: Bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Foodie Friday. Many of us are familiar with the Atkins diet. And I have to say, I'm loving this book, uh, Atkins Eat Right, Not Less. And what I love about it is on the cover you see a small amount of meat and a huge amount of vegetables. And I think for many years, people thought, okay, I'm going to do Atkins and I'm going to basically have, you know, meat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And where are the veggies? What's going on? So I'm very excited to have the wonderful New York Times bestselling author, Colleen It's on the program. We're going to talk about this and how to do Atkins the right way. Colette, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lisa.
0: It's so nice to have you on. I mean, you guys are so hip. You even have the spiralized vegetables on the cover. I love that. <laughs> That's
1: right. There's a whole chapter on (laughs) hacks for your low-carb, low-sugar kitchen.
0: Yes, and those are fantastic, and I definitely want to talk about some of those hacks, but would you agree with with what I said in the beginning that it seemed like when people were doing Atkins in the 90s, it just was like meat, 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 and they were sort of missing the bigger overall picture of let's get our veggies in too.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, um, it was never devoid of vegetables, but whenever you sure. saw the Atkins diet portrayed in the media, you saw steak frying in butter or yeah. you saw <laughs> bacon and more bacon and more bacon. Um yeah. so we got real specific, you know, based on emerging research, we've evolved the Atkins diet to actually include more vegetables than the original uh nineteen seventies program. And we have now a requirement of foundation vegetables that must be included. You know, colorful, antioxidant-rich vegetables are just so important to general health, and they're so low in carbohydrates, and they fill you up, you know, with high-fiber carbohydrates are what keeps you satisfied. So, you know, including colorful vegetables is really important. And excessive protein is not such a good idea on any diet either, so... You know, we've gotten more specific with recommendations of four to six ounces um, of protein at each meal. And after two weeks, you add low-carbohydrate, high-fiber, colorful berries and the beautiful nuts and seeds in their butters, you know, because they're high-fiber carbs, healthy fats, and plenty of protein, the perfect combination. And that trifecta of high-fiber carbs Optimal protein intake and healthy fats is the basic backbone and nutrition principles that you need to follow, whether you're looking to eat healthier or whether you're losing weight. Um, that's just the way the body was meant to consume food, you know, for optimal health.
0: Yeah, I am all about what you're saying, and I especially love my healthy fats. You know, one of the things that I think always surprises people is when you talk to them about sugar. And I love in the book, you have the hidden sugar quiz. So you have, which has a bigger effect on your blood sugar? Uh, So cute, says answers, and in parentheses it says no peeking. So fun. Um, A strawberry frosted (laughs) cupcake or a small baked potato? So, of course, everyone's going to say, well, the strawberry frosted cupcake, but they both have the same sugar-raising effect, which is amazing. And then you have a chocolate (laughs) bar or a serving of mac and cheese, a sports drink or a small bowl of cornflakes, you know, a bagel or a muffin. and it's interesting how people will think, well, it's a, it's a brand muffin, right? So it's got to be better than a white bagel. And, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe there's yeah. If,
1: people are really getting <laughs> So sugar has been in the news. It's been, you know, documentaries yes. have been made about the sugar industry lately. So people are getting that they have to cut back on sugar, but they're missing the point that all carbohydrates convert to sugar in your body. And if, if you overconsume carbohydrates, the quantity will raise your blood sugar too much. And the interesting thing, Lisa, is that our body is only built to circulate the equivalent of about one or two teaspoons of sugar at a time. And when wow. you're eating a bagel or you're eating high carbohydrate foods, even if they're healthy choices like high, you know, whole grains, overconsumption sure. will convert to too much blood sugar and that constant beating away at, you know, forcing too much insulin to pull out that extra sugar because the body's going to work hard to remove that extra sugar from the bloodstream, you break down the blood sugar metabolism mechanism like a car. It just simply breaks down over time. And then you have prediabetes. And right now, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, 52% 52% of the American population is either pre-diabetic or diabetic, costing the economy trillions of dollars. So people have got to catch on. It's great that we're learning about, you know, avoiding added sugars, but you really have to be, take the next step to say, okay, how many carbohydrates am I consuming and what impact is that having on my blood sugar? That has to be part of the conversation right now.
0: Oh, I completely agree. And and here on Talk Healthy Today, it is. And I think it makes a difference to be educated and, and to, you know, get out of the dominant paradigm of, you know, watch out for cholesterol and, and fat is bad. Right. And and instead of like, watch out for, you know, uh, uh, I can't believe hydrogenated, excuse me, I can't believe I forgot that word, <laughs> hydrogenated fat right. is bad. And, you know, and, and especially now with I think it was out recently, you were talking about the sugar in the news that, uh, you know, that there was that the sugar I don't know if it's the sugar industry, but they had a play in some studies in the 60s or the 50s or something. And it's very disturbing when you know where the hands are (laughs) that don't belong, right? And then they sway or the American Heart Association knocking coconut oil when they're tied up with, you know, the vegetable oil industry. It's really disheartening.
1: Yes. Yes. And and it does a disservice to the American population. Uh, You know, they're stuck in that old paradigm about saturated fat. When the yes. recent research has dispelled the myth about saturated fat, uh, people who consume natural saturated fats, I'm not talking about the processed manufactured type, but natural saturated fat coming from meats or coconut oil or, or any of those sources, they have less saturated fat in the blood because, you know, saturated fat Along with polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats, are an essential nutrient. If you don't take it in in your diet, the liver will produce a type of fat that's really not very healthy, um, and it'll raise this small, dense LDL particle that forms, you know, atherosclerosis uh, and plaque on your arteries. So having a pad of butter, I'm not saying unlimited. <laughs> you know, people say, oh, good, I can eat that, and then you know they go overboard. That's yeah. no. Yeah. You need a pat of butter, a tablespoon of coconut oil when you're cooking because it holds up to the heat better. Uh, Make sure you have avocados or olives or olive oil and a balance of mono and some poly because there is some health benefits to poly, although Americans are overexposed to vegetable oils. So, you know, we need to really pay more attention to mono and some saturated fats with curtailing our exposure to polyunsaturated fats.
2: more with lisa davis and talk healthy today coming up all right my health seeking friends we know you want to be healthier and that starts with eating better but with not enough hours in the day it can be difficult to cook a healthy meal every night you know what i'm talking about not to mention you've probably tried before with good intentions but have slipped back into old eating habits well don't beat yourself up we know it's hard and that's why i want to tell you about sun basket Organic and sustainable ingredients and delicious recipes delivered weekly to your door. With Sunbasket, it's easy to stay on track. And today you can get $35 off your first order when you go to sunbasket.com slash talk healthy. Now the people at Sunbasket have sent me a couple of boxes and I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. I love it. So what have I made? The chorizo chili is unreal. The Tuscan vegetable soup on a cold day is just what the doctor ordered. The two bean enchiladas is delicious. And the Saigon beef sliders are fast, easy, and so good. Imagine this. The ingredients and the recipes being delivered to your door without the time it takes to shop. I got to tell you, it's very exciting. When you see that box out there and you go out, you pick it up off the stoop, you bring it into the kitchen. Oh, that's exciting. And best of all, each delicious, easy recipe is ready in about 30 minutes. With Sun Basket, you have total flexibility. You can cancel any time, skip anytime, and choose any meal plan you want. So go to sunbasket.com slash talk healthy today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash talk healthy for $35 off sunbasket.com slash talk healthy. And Talk Healthy Today is brought to you by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. That's pretty cool. And I'm not kidding about this. Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, you have to qualify by taking a Health IQ quiz or other lifestyle quizzes like the cycling IQ or running IQ quiz. You can also get additional savings. by submitting actual data such as race results. And Health IQ doesn't just take this info and pass it on to an insurer. They are with you every step of the way, from interest to application through underwriting to the final policy enforcement. This is really cool. Now, by being healthy, you not only live a better life, but you can now also pay less for insurance. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash talkhealthytoday or just mention the promo code Talk Today when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Once again, check this out. It's really cool. Just go to healthiq.com slash talk healthy today. Now back to Lisa Davis.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was talking with a good friend of mine and he's <clears throat> excuse me, he's always been into healthy living and he said he became a vegan and I wasn't like, Oh, my gosh, don't become a vegan. But I thought, Oh, okay, well, but then he mentioned, you know, really cutting back on healthy fats. I'm like, Wait a second, wait, wait where are you going with this? You know, and then I was really concerned. And I think if you if you are a vegan, but you're eat, you're not eating the, you know, the highly processed carbs and the things that we were mentioning earlier, the muffins and the bagels and the potatoes and things like that. I, I think it can be healthy, but it's. I was just worried about the fat. I mean, you hear about that in some of the, the more extreme diets, I would say, where someone says take out all animal products and all fat, and that's very and, uh, concerning oh, to
1: me. Keep the fat to absorb the fat-soluble vitamins in the vegan sources. You know, you need vitamin yeah. A, vitamin E, vitamin K, and you will not absorb those fat-soluble vitamins if you don't have enough fat in the diet. So you're starving your body in in too many ways. You know, you're not absorbing the fat-soluble yes. vitamins. You're not getting enough fat. And then there you go. The liver will produce a type of fat that causes plaque on the arteries, and that's what you want to avoid. And as long vegans, you know, plant-based diets are all the rage nowadays. That's fine. You have to make sure you have enough protein. Protein is so important, especially as you're aging. You know, you're losing healthy cells. You need to replenish those cells. And protein is the building block. Of making new healthy cells, so you could the vegetarian sources of protein are fine as long as you pay attention getting enough protein and getting enough healthy fats. And then the fiber from carbohydrates in a vegan diet, you know, you'll get plenty of that, so you don't have to worry about that. But you have to pay attention to protein and healthy fats as well.
0: Yeah, that is so important. Well, let's jump into this fantastic book. And by the way, I love the way it's laid out. I love the photographs. It's super easy to read. It's enjoyable to read. Let's talk about this. How do we go from, especially if we're on the standard American diet, how do we go from that to Atkins? And again, with the book, Eat Right, Not Less has so many great suggestions. So I, I highly encourage everyone to get it. But give us some tips and pointers and mention some of those hacks that you alluded to earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all start off the year after being bloated from holiday eating, you know, I'm going to eat less and I'm going to make better choices and that it sets up a whole vicious cycle because then you get hungry all the time. So you really need to approach this as what works for you. Now, not everybody wants to start on the ketogenic, very low-carbohydrate diet. It may be too restricted and not sustainable enough for them. Although some people need it for health reasons to reverse diabetes, But some people that are younger and healthier and just have, you know, less than 30 pounds to lose, they could start at a higher level of carbohydrate intake. So we have a chapter about personalizing your lower-carbohydrate, low-sugar program to meet your needs. And you could incorporate all of the healthy, high-fiber, low-glycemic-impact carbohydrates from day one. So we have different levels. We have the original Atkins program at Atkins 20. We have a new starting point, Atkins 40. That tells you, you know, you could still burn fat, primarily fat on the Atkins 40 program. All the studies indicate, you know, that people with 50 grams of total carb or 40 net carb or less, still in a fat-burning metabolism. And then, if you have that individual that just wants just to eat healthier, they they know they have to have lower carb, lower sugar. You know, they want adequate protein, they want to include healthy fats. That all sounds great. They don't know how to how to do it. That's the Atkins 100 program, and that's just simply a well-balanced program of protein, fats, and high-fiber carbohydrates. So one size does not fit all. Even for low-carb, you you have to find the level of carbohydrate that you can sustain for the long term that'll keep you satisfied, that'll keep your blood sugar steady, and will give you steady energy. So we go through that personalized, how to personalize the program, and then we tell you which carbohydrates have the most impact on blood sugar in the hidden sugar chapter uh, to teach you you know, just make sure that you spread your carbohydrates out during the day. You don't eat them all at once in one meal. Uh, even if you're at 100, your you don't want to eat a hundred all at once because that's going to spike your blood sugar. You know, have 30 grams of carbohydrate at each meal. Look for the sugar grams in packaged foods and make sure, you know, there's no more than five grams per serving. Um, try to, try to, have the most fiber and carbohydrates that you choose because the fiber will slow the release of the blood sugar uh, from carbohydrates into your bloodstream. So it's just all common sense, practical advice rather than a dogmatic. Um, Here's your list of acceptable foods. Here's your list of foods to avoid. Here's your menu. I mean, we have all of that available that pe- for people that want those kind of guardrails, but we also have opened up the possibilities that this could be applied to anyone on any level because i believe we'll all benefit from some kinds of carbohydrate control and there's always a low carb substitute for high carb food i've learned how to make mashed potatoes with cauliflower <laughs> that i will <laughs> serve it to guests and they can't tell that it's not mashed potatoes you know i thicken it up a little bit with some uh cannellina bean and some cream, and butter, and salt, and (laughs) it just tastes Mm. delicious, and then you have the spiralizer to spiralize your vegetables, and saute them in some olive oil, and then put gorgeous sauces, because it's beautiful on a lower-carbohydrate diet, you don't have to fear fat, because you're burning fat for fuel, so you have the liberty to add a pat of butter, to add a cream sauce, you know, so you get those vegetables with a with a meat sauce or a cream sauce, and you get the sensation like you're eating pasta. Um, and then, you know, if we have the Atkins flour mix in there so that you could make a great flax bread, you know, a lot of people just crave, I miss bread, I miss pasta, but I, I have to live a low-carb lifestyle or I'm not healthy. I mean, simple. I, I have the gene for diabetes and heart disease in my family. And I have no sign of it, even as I age, because I control my carbohydrates. So we tell you how to get those cravings in a healthy way and make it taste delicious. So we have Buddha bowls, and we have we have one pot meals, we have desserts, um, you know, and we use xylitol. um
0: oh, which, I love you know, xylitol. It,
1: yeah, it's it's I mean it's expensive to put in packaged foods like bars and shakes but when you're cooking at home you you have the liberty to be able to use that. And it has health benefits as well as that gives you that sweet sensation. So it's just it's comforting to know that if you if you take the time and you prepare the food you can satisfy any food sensation that you want and would taste that you miss. Or there's a way to do it to make it a lifestyle and that's that you diet. Yes, and that's
0: key. Well, you've done a fantastic job, Colette. I want to jump into some of these recipes. I always like to share recipes on Foodie Friday. So I made the cauliflower cauliflower rice scrambles. I absolutely, I didn't use the cheese, though, just because I'm sensitive to dairy. And it was still delicious. And I am loving that cauliflower rice. As a matter of fact, I made this uh, great chicken the other uh, night with some smoked paprika and onion powder and garlic powder and it was just fabulous and some other spices and I used some avocado oil. I like to cook with avocado oil and and then I sauteed the cauliflower rice in the same thing, and my husband didn't know it was cauliflower. <laughs> He's like, Is this some kind of right. different rice? I'm like, No, it's cauliflower. He's like, This is really good. <laughs> so yeah. it was great in the scrambles too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the and the cauliflower soup is great too. I love the turnip fries. In fact Yeah, I'm I just I envision a day that I'm on the road, I'm in a hotel room and I'm watching a baseball game and I order turnip fries and a light beer. (laughs) It's like (laughs) you know, you want to be laying in bed in the hotel room and have French fries (laughs) and a beer. Well you could do it on low carb with turnip fries and a light beer, which has only two grams of carbohydrate.
0: Yeah, and isn't that nice? And you've got wonderful soups and wonderful salads. Uh, my daughter is loves lobster. Not that we have it very often, but uh, I, I wanted to make her this garlic butter lobster salad. That looked really good, so I'll have to do that. Yeah. I've never cooked with lobster before. I have to be honest. So I'm a little intimidated, but I'm thinking I should try this.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you, it 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 it, t- it just takes a certain amount of talent so it doesn't get too rubbery, you know. But once you learn how it it's you know, and all of the instructions on how to do it are in the book, which I love. I worked with um, oh, the chef, you know, uh, Jennifer Isalo, who's a skinny chef, and uh, oh, yeah. she just, she's just brilliant. She just, you know, we come up with the ideas. She tests it in the kitchen, and she just makes it taste gourmet. Mm.
0: I'm
1: having. Oh, a way, I'm looking
0: to... at these turnip fries, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I'm serving all of the appetizers in the book for our appetizers, so they're coming to my house, and and they'll you know they won't get any comfort foods. They're going to get everything that's in this book, and I'm proud to put everything on the table because I know it tastes great.
0: Oh, that's so good. You know, this time of year, especially I love one pot meals. And I mean, I just want to curl up in a blanket with a big pot and a spoon. <laughs> just, yeah. Okay, I will I won't go I won't go to town that much. But it has been awfully cold. But you've got some wonderful recipes here. I love beef bourguignon, bolognese skillet lasagna, chicken and dumplings, uh, garlic rosemary pork loin with creamed spinach, cauliflower mac and cheese, smoky habanero chili. I'm trying to decide which one. I'm a big chili fan, and I love habanero, so I think I might try that one because I'm thinking, what am I going to make tonight? And what a great idea. Talk to us about these one-pot meals.
1: Well, this is so easy, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, especially if you have a slow cooker. You know, you before you leave work in the morning, you stick everything in there, and you come back, and you have you have everything that you need right in that one pot. It's just, you know, with our schedules being so hectic, You know, not everybody has time to spend that much time in the kitchen. And then the one pot meal just makes it convenient and healthy and everything you need in that in that one pot, which is great.
0: It's so nice. You know, going to the desserts, I'm such a huge fan of almond flour. I mean, that is amazing. One thing that I make for my daughter and if people listen to the show, they've heard me say this before, but I call it cookie dough. But I take almond flour, some grass fed butter, uh, some dark chocolate chips. Uh, and some either I use Swerve or Xylitol, whichever one I have, and I mix it together and it tastes like cookie dough and it's healthy and it's and wonderful. Dough. Or I'll use coconut oil with it. It's so good. And so I was looking at these double chocolate brownies, which look amazing that use um Coke, uh, excuse me, almond flour. And then I was looking at the avocado toast going uh, back to uh, some other wonderful things in here. And that's all the rage now. And you've got some uh, almond flour for that as well. Such a great substitute. And I actually think that tastes better than regular bread, to be honest. Yeah, so do I. I love the almond flour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also have a recipe in there for the Atkins flour mix that you could substitute for anything that requires flour. Just make, you know, Mm -hmm. put it in a mason jar and you have it always ready for you for any recipe that requires flour, but you don't want the carbs and the sugar spike. You know, that's just a really convenient way to get anything to taste better.
0: It really is. You also have 11, 15-minute meals. So for everyone who says, I don't have time, there's time. You know, you can't eat well, and you, you can't do it in a quick amount of time. You've got Kung Pao chicken with cauliflower rice, lemon pepper shrimp with snow peas. You've got a super fast stroganoff. You've also got some great uh, bowl smoothie bowls, almond butter smoothie bowl, avocado kaleberry smoothie bowl. I mean, this re- the recipes in this book are really fantastic. And again, you've done such a great job. And I think it's good because... Sometimes a brand needs, you know, new energy put into it. Right. Or or, or a, a new marketing or I don't know how to say it, but like you did it. I mean, this to me is it's Atkins, but it's so much more or it feels so much I did more.
1: Thank you so much. You know, this is how I <laughs> proceeded. it. This is how I made it work in my life. And yeah. and, you know, and and people really need to know that it's about. Good health, and it's about lifestyle, and it's not a diet like a bus ride to get on and off of. It it has to be something that you incorporate into your life that you can sustain for the long run. <clears throat> Excuse me, we get into brilliant. that. It,
0: the bus ride analogy, okay. I love that. I'm going to have to yeah. use that, but I'll credit you.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because you won't miss anything. With you know, we have crepes, we have breads, we have. Zucchini chips, you know, if you like the sweet, salty, crispy things. Um, so I mean, it's there's no this can't be bored if you eat this way. You don't have to have a steak every night and bacon every morning. You know, there's great breakfast choices. Like one of the biggest complaints about people on low carbs is that they get sick of eggs in the morning. We have you know granola recipe in here and. You know, Greek yogurt that's high in protein and low in carbs. You just, you know, sliver almonds and some berries in there. And that's a great breakfast. So, you know, we have a whole chapter on how you get breakfast to be more exciting. And and you just can't get bored if you do it right.
0: Well, you know, the interesting thing, too, is when people say, oh, well, that Greek yogurt is too um, sour. Well, just put a little xylitol in it. I do that for my daughter. I'll <laughs> buy her unsweetened coconut milk beverage, unsweetened almond milk beverage. And I'll just mix in a little xylitol and she loves it. Instead, of, I mean, if you yeah. buy the regular kind, it's got a truckload of sugar in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the sugar eats up all the friendly bacteria, so you're not getting all the prebiotics that you would get if you could just get plain yogurt and sweeten it up yourself for right before you eat it, you know, with some xylitol and some berries and some, you know, nuts, slivered nuts.
0: Now, I mentioned Swerve, which is erythritol. What do you think of erythritol and those uh, those types of sweeteners?
1: Yeah, that's another option. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay,
0: yeah, I really like the swerve as well. Well, Colette, this has been wonderful. I'm so excited. I am I think I'm going to do the smoky, uh, pub, not poblano, uh, the smoky chili. It was a habanero chili. <laughs> I'm going to re- get ready to uh, be sweating. It's going to be good. Tell us all the ways we can find you, Colette, in this fabulous book, Atkins Eat Right, Not Less.
1: Well, m- even more recipes and tips, of course, is at Atkins.com, the website. The book is available on Amazon and in retailers as well.
0: Great. Paulette. thank you so much. Do you have a website for yourself?
1: Uh, I I have my blog, and I'm in the community where, you know, there's a community of low-carb people that help each other on Atkins.com.
0: Oh, good, so we can find you there. Terrific. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Health Media Gal one You can find the show at your radio MD at talk healthy, the number two day. So glad you're listening. I love this show. Foodie Friday is my favorite time of the week. I want to thank everybody again and stay well.